0: Marsha. So we're concluding our series today. Our magnificent God. Some of you have been with us for the past weeks, and so you've been uh, learning and growing together. Some of you, this might be your first day, um, and we welcome you. Some of you have maybe sporadically come through this series, but I'll just recap a little bit on what we've been talking about in this series. And The reason why we have OMG on it is to just get some attention, uh, because what we've been talking about is how do we redeem God's name. That's what we started off with, because sometimes we'll use God's name in a way that it wasn't designed to be used, and we don't know. Some of us grew up in a household that God's name was used for all kinds of things, and uh, swear words, and, and used His name in vain, but we didn't know, and so we grew up with that. And so what we've been talking about through this series is how God's name and His, is the honor that He's due, we should give to Him. Because He's so good to us. And, and God's name is not to be used as just some word we throw out there as a swear word. But that as we learn and grow together, that we'll redeem His name and 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 give Him His name. Or give Him the honor that is due His name. So we've been talking about that. And been, we've been talking about how can we live a life that glorifies God? How do we live in such a way that... We're not confined to our past or the things that we've done wrong, but that we're free to worship Him and live for Him. Today, we're going to be talking about the kind of faith that God looks for. And if you've been wondering, where do I, wh- where am I with my faith? You know, because that's hard to measure. It's hard to measure our faith. Like, oh, my, my faith is way up here or my faith is way down here. Because for some people, you may say, well, my faith, well, huh. Since you're talking about my faith, well, you know, I know the Bible, and uh, I can quote you as scriptures all day long. So my faith must be very high. But then there's some who, they don't know that much scripture. And they don't, they may not know anything about the Bible, but they have such faith in God. And so it's, it's, it's more than just knowing things. And that's what we want to look at. Well, how does God look at faith? And what does He look for in faith? I have this mannequin up here, and it's uh, to practice CPR. And I like to illustrate, I'm not going to do CPR, okay? Not this morning, I'm not going to do that. Uh, what it does illustrate, though, is how, how when we have faith, it, 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 it brings us to life. Because there's potential inside, every, inside of every single person to come alive now you may be thinking no I love my life I am alive I I, I, I love God I've been serving Him and so I'm there and that's great but there may be a lot of people that are around you daily that may be like this that they feel like there's no life in them and maybe God has given you that kind of faith to spark someone else's faith that's the kind of faith that God looks for We always look for something. This morning, you're looking for your clothing or your shoes or what um, earrings you're going to wear, you know, what color lipstick you're going to wear, what color shadow, what foundation or what kind of uh, thing you're going to use to to make yourself presentable. And some of you as men, you're just wondering, where my keys? And that's fine. (laughs) But we're just we we're always looking for something. Have you ever come home and like you open up the refrigerator and you look inside and it's like oh no more nothing for eat. You open the freezer, more nothing. You go to the pantry, the cupboard, you look, oh man. You open up and oh man, you go back to the refrigerator. It's like what again? You take longer. It's like there's nothing to eat, but there's tons of things to eat. You just don't want to cook. And then you revert back to Simon. You just throw the Simon or eat cereal, whatever it is. Why? Because we we want something now. We're always looking for something. And God is no different. It may not be with food, but he's, he's looking for people of faith. When Jesus was on this earth, when God gave us his one and only son, and Jesus was walking the earth, how often he would say, because of your faith, you're healed. Or he said, seeing their faith, he was healed. God looks for people of faith. Now, if we were to look at our faith... What kind of faith would God see in us? Is it a faith in Him? Is it a faith in the economy? Is it a faith in us, in our spouse, in a relationship? Where's our faith? Where where do we put our hope into? Because God is looking for a certain kind of faith, and that's what we want to look at today. Many of us wonder, well, what's missing in my life? Even as Christians, we go through this. We go through a phase or, or sometimes a season, or even in a day, we think, boy, there's just something missing. I love God i'm serving him but there's something missing but even as christians we go through that we go through those seasons romans 5 1 in your notes you can take that out from your bulletin romans 5 1 it says therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ yeah but if that's true then why do we feel lifeless at times why do we feel even like at our jobs we have, it feels like there's a dead end at this job or a dead end in my relationship or, or I have dead money, dead hopes, dead dreams that eventually will lead to a dead faith. But God looks for a certain kind of faith. He's always on the lookout. Faith, the faith that we're talking about is, is the conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. Because everyone has faith, but this is the faith we want to look at. Yeah, we may put our faith into something or or someone, or we may put our faith into even a, a different belief system than the one that God gives to us through Jesus Christ. And we'll think through another way to do things rather than God's way, and so your belief is in something else, and so your faith is into something else. But God is looking for a certain kind of faith. If we look at all the things that we do and and the things that we go through, we'll go through the seasons that require us to tap into our faith. It'll it'll just come up, it'll happen, and our faith will be challenged. It's at that point, will we have eyes that see the unseen? Will we develop that kind of spirit that says, I can't see it, but because I I believe in you and I I fix my eyes on you and I, I, I... I trust you that I may be able to see the unseen. And even though we cannot see a minute ahead of us, a second in front of us, God does. And He can. But He's looking for people with faith. Well, what kind of faith does God look for? We're going to look at the three top because there's many. But just three we're going to tackle today on the kind of faith that God looks for. And the first one is, you can write this in, a mountain-moving faith. A mountain-moving faith. Now, we live on an island where we have the tallest mountain from um, below sea level in the world, Mauna Kea. So we understand mountains. In fact, when I moved from Oahu to here, the biggest mountain to me was the Ko'olau, the Ko'olau mountain range. Because I lived in Waimanala, in our backyard, you just could see the Ko'olau mountain range. And to us, that was high. And I don't know how high it is, maybe a thousand something feet. I don't, I don't know if there's any, you know, geologists here. Geologists? What, what, what is the study of land? Is that? Geologists. Any, any people who knows about mountains, mountaineers? Whatever you may be. <laughs> when I came to this island and I saw Mauna Kea, I thought, Ko'olau is one hill. It is like small compared to this. And I just kept staring at it. I thought, this is huge. Now, the kind of faith that God looks for is the kind of person that would say, yeah, that's, 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 that's tough. It's a tough situation that I'm in. But my God is bigger than that. That He's able to handle much more than I could handle by myself. Now, in your mind, quickly, right now, just think of the top maybe five mountains that you're facing right now? Maybe difficult situations, uh, uh, challenges that you're facing. What what mountains are you facing right now? What is right in front of you that you feel, this, I don't think this is going to be possible. I don't think I can accomplish this. I don't think this is going to happen. This is just, this is impossible. Now, just at the top of your head, think of those things. Because for some of us, it may be our marriage. We may feel like, oh, my marriage is murky. It's not going well. Our finances are fickle. It goes up and down, and I don't know about that. So there's a, there's a mountain in front of me financially. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I don't know how I'm going to pay rent, mortgage, car, phone, internet, cable, trash service, these different services, eating out, movies. Catch the point? I'm throwing things out there just as a little hint there. Some of us, maybe, maybe the creditors are calling, and so you bought an answering machine just so that you can not deal with that. Maybe your children are challenging and, and it's, it's a tough season for the family right now and it's a mountain that's right in front of you. Maybe your dreams are deteriorating and you feel like, oh, I had this dream once but uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Or maybe your faith is flimsy and you feel like, boy, I... I follow God one way, uh, one day, and then the next day I don't. I, I, I say I love Him, and then the next day I hate Him. And then one day I, I, I do well, and then the next day I don't. One day I read the Bible, the next day I don't even know what it's about. One day I do this, one day that. And you feel like, oh boy, my faith is just flimsy. What is God looking for? Well, if you read the scriptures early in the morning, Jesus would often go to various places and, and spend time alone to pray with God, and He would develop His faith, and He would build His faith that way too and although being the son of God Jesus still went through the same things that we went through so he wasn't he wasn't a person that just showed up being the son of God and says oh, I got it all together I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just solve everybody's problems and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make sure everything's perfect that's, that's not the reason why he came he came so that you and I would have eternal life And so the things that he did was with a purpose. But he would spend time alone with God and pray because he knew that it needed to be the strength of the Father. Remember now, Jesus denied his deity of being God as far as being the servant. And the Bible says that he he became the servant, but even went a bit further and served us. But Jesus would walk through the city and he was going through this one city and early in the morning he saw a fig tree and he was hungry. So he walked up to the fig tree and there were no fruit on it. But there were were a lot of leaves and, and he said to the fig tree, now imagine this, he said to the fig tree, may you never bear fruit again. And then the fig tree withered and died. The disciples saw this and they said, that's amazing you like, do my yard. I get choke weeds in my yard. They didn't say that. They said, that's amazing. So how did you do that? I mean, this is realistic. If someone did that at your house, killed your mango tree, one, you'd be upset. But you'd be wondering, well, what did they do? But watch how Jesus responds in Matthew twenty-one, twenty-one. Jesus answered and said to them, assuredly I say to you. In other words, he's saying, listen carefully to what I'm about to say because this is 100% guaranteed. He's banking it by His name. And He's saying, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Now, yeah, I I think it would be a pretty cool thing to watch the fig tree wither and die. But I think for many of us, we'd rather see our marriages become stronger. We'd rather see... uh, God do something miraculous in our finances or in the work environment or even with our health or the people that surround us. Yeah, it's it's okay to see a fig tree do that and Jesus did that as an illustration. But the question is, what mountains are you facing right now that maybe you don't have that kind of mountain moving faith that God wants to deposit in you. That he's saying this is the this faith is going to be required in order for this mountain to be removed. What mountain are you facing? Maybe you're facing an unbelievable schedule, or maybe even in ministry there's challenges, or your relationships, or maybe even with God. You have a, you have a, a, a mountain between you and God. Maybe something happened, and, and not necessarily blaming God, but you're wondering, why didn't you do this? And so there's a mountain in, the, in that relationship, and God is saying, I want to remove that so that we can be close again. What mountains are you facing right now? Some of us, and I, I, I remember going through this, and, and we'll still go through this often, but as husband and wife, sometimes there's a mountain between the husband and wife in the relationship. And you don't really know what it is, but there's tension at home. There's just something that's blocking the way, and, and it's like, I don't know if there's life there. And so there's a mountain there. You come to church, and even in the morning, maybe, maybe some of you fought on the way up just by something, you know, Ridiculous. Like, did you lock the car? Yeah, I locked the car. Why? Well, just an ask. Yeah, but you don't have to like, say it like that. Well, just, I'm just asking because last time you didn't want Well, you can bring up the past. No, I'm just saying. Last time you didn't lock the car. Fine then. Well, you can sit. I can sit over there. Don't no touch me. <laughs> so we, we'll go through that. And the mountain, and believe it or not, the mountain is just grabbing your spouse's hand. That's a mountain. That's tough to do when you're in that situation because you're thinking, oh, I'm touching you. Don't touch me. And then you're trying to, nope. That's a mountain. It's like, boy, we, we go through these things, and how are we going to deal with that? We face mountains all the time. Beware that in the process of God doing something inside of us that we don't become bitter people, but that we love one another. And, and even though we go through these kinds of different, uh, these different issues or, or, or these mountains, that that's an opportunity for us to grow in our faith for me, growing up where the Ko'olau range was, that was huge. But then I saw Mount Kea, and I thought, nothing compared to Mount Kea when it comes to the Ko'olau range. I can climb that. Maybe God is showing you how big He is. And in comparison, that mountain is something so small. That's why the Bible says, let's look to God. See, I think we tend to believe that, well, if if I put my faith in God and it doesn't happen, then I'll, I'll feel, I feel like I'll be disappointed. I'll, I, I, I think my faith will diminish or I'll feel hopeless after that. No, the Bible says that the kind of hope that we put into Christ, the hope that He has, does not disappoint. Because we know that even in God, when we put our faith in Him, when things don't go our way, thanks be to God, because He knows a better way. Amen. He sees much further ahead than we do. We only see what's happening now. God says, i got a better way, but you got to put your faith in me because if not, you'll miss it. And so when you put our faith in him, he's the one that's able to remove this mountain. He's the one that's able to, to continue to strengthen us so that we can see the mountains in front of us and say, I can tackle this. But even though we have these, this mountain-moving faith, the Bible says if that's not attached with love, if love is not connected to it, what kind of faith is that? Let's look at how 1 Corinthians 13:2 puts it. It says, "Although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing." The Bible is not saying that you're worthless. What it's saying is when we don't have a love that's attached to our faith, then we become super religious. But no earthly, relationally good. Yeah, we can take care of all the faith side of it or the religious side of things, but if we can't connect with people, then God is saying, What does that do for the kingdom? What does that do for your family? What does that do for the rest of the community or the world? We can be so driven for faith, but then we miss out loving people and loving God. That's why the kind of faith that God looks for is a faith, and number two, you can write this in, accompanied by love. That's the kind of faith that God looks for. Yeah, but I don't know how to love. I don't, I don't know what kind of love God is talking about because I grew up with a bad kind of love and I don't understand love. That's why our relationship with God is so important because His love is first pure. That's the kind of love that God gives to us. When we attach that to our faith, that's the kind of faith that God looks for. He looks for eyes that can see the unseen, eyes that look for Him, eyes that trust in Him. Sometimes we accompany our faith with doubt or stress or complaining or bitterness or put-downs or even blame. But 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, And now these three remain, and let's read this together. Ready? Go. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Yeah, we'll have faith, we'll have hope. We'll have love, but the greatest is love. Love must be attached to it. Now, the New Testament is weaved with faith and love combined. Because faith without that love part of it, it amounts to nothing. Faith needs to be attached with love. Faith is great to have, but without love, it'll never fulfill what it was meant to function as. It's not just in believing for things, but it's also doing something. That our faith must have action to it, because love is action. There's something that's attached to our faith called love that causes us to move. That's what Jesus did very well. That's why we do what we do as believers. That's why we serve. That's why we volunteer. Did you know right now there are hundreds of people serving? Right now. Some of you serve just not right now, but you're, you're in service and you serve. You understand what it means to put faith into action because you serve because you love God. And you understand that he's given you certain capabilities, certain gifts, certain passions that you're saying, I, I, I get to use this for God. And people are blessed by it. Now, you may be sitting there and thinking, well, I love to sing, I love to play an instrument, I love doing video, I love cooking, I love um, working with children. But you're saying, but I'm not good like them. Listen, God is good and all the time. He'll use all of us put together, not just one person. It's every single person as the body of Christ knit together so that it functions in love. And you may feel, yeah, but my part is so insignificant. This is all I do. No part is insignificant because it's done with love. Uh, you might be thinking, I don't know where to start. I want to get involved, but I just don't have the time. I don't, I don't know what to do. Did you know that even our, our ushers, many of them, they don't have time, but they're here in church, so they usher. And they've been doing that for a long time. They're in service. Our name tag, our greeters, they're at church, so that's where they serve. And it's, it's almost like God is saying, there is time, but it's all dependent on you. It's up to you. That's the kind of faith that God looks for. One that sees the impossible. I don't, I don't think I can. God says, let's move that mountain, develop eyes that can see the unseen. Yeah, but what if somebody puts me down? What if I make a fool out of myself? I've done that many times and I still do. But because I serve the Lord, I will look foolish for God so long as he's glorified in my foolishness. We'll all stumble and fall. I make up words all the time that I don't even know what it means, but we do know what it means. So, and, and I'm working on that, but I'm okay with that. Because God is good. He's the, one that's, he's the one that uses us to glorify His name. I can't think of a better way to show my faith in God than to serve Him. We have, we have many of the volunteers that, that cook and and some people clean, some people, they work with our youth. Some of you have, like, high energy, and you love children, and you're thinking, I don't want to burn off all this energy. Yeah, go be with our team kids or our junior hires in U-turn. You'll match their level. That's what will happen. They'll be like, you're the funnest uncle. You're the funnest auntie in the world. You have so much energy. They're like puppies in there. (laughs) Amazing energy. But you're using your energy to serve the Lord. And God sees that. That's the kind of faith that he's looking for. I hear so many people, they'll, they'll come up to me and they'll say, oh, you know, I, I was invited to church for a long time, but I didn't come. My friend was inviting me, inviting me, inviting me. But after a while, I thought, you know, that, that they were changing. You know, my friend, he would go to church or she would go to church, and, and they, they, they started to become different, like they were nicer, kinder, more loving. And I thought, okay, something wrong. Then I asked them, how come you're different? And they would say, because I go to church. God's doing something in my life. And so these people come up to me and they say, you know, so-and-so, man, that guy's a winner. This, This female, she's a winner. That auntie, oh, so loving. And they come to church because of your love for them. They don't come to hear a pastor speak. They come because you love people into the kingdom of God with God's unconditional love. That's the kind of faith that God looks for. That's what you do. As the body of Christ... You're just letting people know of a God who loves unconditionally. You don't need to preach to anyone. The kind of faith that God looks for is is the one that says, "I, I have faith in you, God. I'm going to attach it with love. I'm going to let everybody else know. Ephesians 3, 16 through 18, Paul the apostle says that I pray out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. When you love people, that's your faith in action. That's what God is looking for. That's what serving does. It's, it's showing God's love in action. That's what it means to serve our families. That's what it means to serve at work. That's what it means to, to do something good for someone else. We don't do good deeds so that we gain God's favor. We do God deeds because we have God's favor. We do it out of a love for God. And God sees that and He says, that's the kind of faith that I'm looking for. I have no problems with strengthening you and supporting you because that's the faith I'm looking for. Now you may be new this morning or or you may have been here for a while and you may be wondering why do do people serve then? What's the motive behind it? Why do so many people serve here at New Hope? Why are there so many people behind the scenes right now? What, What are they doing? Why do they do what they do? You can write this in your last point. This is the kind of faith that God looks for and this is why I believe we serve. That it's a faith with works. That's the kind of faith that that's given. That's the kind of faith that I, I believe our volunteers have, our servants, that they have a faith with works. Remember when you first came to know Jesus, if you're serving, that when you first came to know Christ, that you said, oh, I just like do everything. I'm going to pray. I'm going I'm I'm to do name tags. I'm going to greet. I'm going to serve. I'm going to uh, jump on the worship team. I'm going to uh, help with the children. I'm going to fold bulletins. I'm going I'm to do everything because God saved me. And so you get involved with everything. And then two weeks later, you're like, oh, I'm tired. And maybe God is showing you where to serve, not necessarily how many areas to serve. God will say, here's where you fit. But sometimes we we go through that and we think, I don't belong anywhere. No, you belong somewhere. We're all together, the body of Christ. We all are a part of this one body. You may be serving or maybe you're visiting today and you serve at another church and and maybe you've been going through that and, and saying, well, I don't know if I'm really needed. Listen, you are. You are needed. You're part of the body of Christ globally. You may serve at your church, and, and you may not serve here, but you're serving where you are. New Hope Hawaii is a part of the bigger picture of the bigger church. We're not alone in this. We have the body of Christ together. That's the kind of faith that God looks for someone who says, I'm a part of a bigger picture, I'm not just doing something minute, I'm doing something globally and eternally, something that echoes into heaven. And I'm not just here for any reason at all and, and just by some chance, but I'm here with a purpose, that my faith will have some works with it. And God is looking for that kind of faith. There's many areas to serve and in your bulletin, actually, there's, there's places to serve. There's a tear-off tab that you can... That's where you can start. You can look at, well, this is what I would love to, to serve uh, in, but I don't know if this is... Uh, if there's a ministry like this. You can go online, newhopehilo.org, and you can look at the different serving opportunities. Or just go to our information center and say, you know, this is what I feel God putting on my heart. This is where I want to serve. This is what I would love to do. And you never know. Well, God will do with that. But all of us put together, that's showing our faith with works. There's joy in serving as well as growth. It helps us in our faith. Even when we encounter different challenges in serving, there's areas that we may never encounter in life, but through serving, we encounter it and God grows us that way. You may be serving and, and you encounter a challenge, Put your faith to work. Say to God, this is, this is what I'm dealing with, this is what I'm, I'm challenged with, but I'm putting my hope in you. Where do you see your faith? What do you think about when you think of your faith in Jesus Christ? See, I, I think if, if I never put my faith in God and I just put my faith in myself or in the things that surround me or in my work or my finances or, or our, our uh, world economy, then the arrows will continuously point inward and if my arrows continue to point inwards and now I'll, I'll i'll eventually just grow into a self-absorbed narcissistic prideful person and i won't even know it because the arrows are inward but once we put our faith in god now all the arrows point outwards now you feel alive you feel like I can, now this is living. I, I, I've come alive. Why? Because of my faith in God. There's something that he did. In other words, he did like CPR to us. He brought us to life. That he showed us a way to live, not just exist. Faith in our magnificent God helps us to understand that there's, a, there's, a, a pot, there's potential in every single one of us to come alive. And he does that. James 2.18, though, it, it reminds us and it tells us this. And I'll read verses 18, 22, 24, and 26. It says, now someone may argue. Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. And James says, you see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without works. See, when your faith comes alive, your soul will sing like never before. Your life will bless the Lord. You'll bless our magnificent God. That's the kind of faith that God is looking for. You can come up with 10,000 reasons why you shouldn't put your faith in God, why you shouldn't serve God, why you shouldn't do this or that. But maybe God will just say to you, all He needs is one reason why we should. And it really boils down to blessing our Lord. I'm going to invite our worship team to come out and our choir In closing our series, one thing that I want to communicate for all of us is in the kind of faith that God looks for is we're going to see a a video with this song and you're going to see some faces, you're going to hear a, a wonderful song, but more than that, hear the heart of God and how we bless His name in the things that we do for Him. It's our faith in action. And the things that we do for God or or when we serve, we don't do good deeds. So that God says, I'm going to bless you. We do good deeds because we are already blessed by who God is. Would you welcome our team and take a look at this video this morning? It's a blessing. I like the opportunity to watch the
1: miracles, to see them be right there when they happen. Watch God's hand work on people. It's amazing. Well, I love watching,
0: like even with the youth, like watching them light up just from like the simplest things, or when people asking for help and just for like a little prayer or even a little advice for them, just like makes a change. We see through the
1: prayer room. To the prison ministries, to the different places that we serve, we see lies being changed, and I think that's the, the the greatest fulfillment of all. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His. Lord. Sing like never before His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. Worship your holy name. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Worship Your holy name. Worship Your. Holy name.
0: done such an excellent job this morning we have have so many volunteers that are serving right now and you may be volunteering but you're not right now you're in service but god is doing something through you and you may not realize the potential and and eternal ramifications of what you're doing and we have these pictures here can turn my monitors down please thank you Uh, this one if you think about it if we do things with eternity in mind then God will allow us to have a bigger perspective than just what we do but it's why we do what we do I know for some of you when you look at serving it all boils down to love It's a love for God. And the things that we do for God is built out of love and the Bible says we can only love because He first loved us. But that you find joy in doing everything that you do for God. And when you have that kind of joy, you have a strength like no other. And that's the kind of heart that God looks for. Because it's a heart just like His. And He wants us to develop this kind of faith that's the kind of faith that God looks for an example of faith was found in a concentration camp and these words were written on the wall and etched on the wall and and these words were inscribed on the wall and it it says I believe in the sun, even though it may not be shining I believe in love even when it is not shown I believe in god even when he doesn't speak and i try to imagine you know what kind of person would would write these words i mean i try to i try to picture their their hands maybe maybe from the lack of food or mal- malnourishment. Maybe, maybe their skeletal hands had to pick up a piece of glass or maybe rock and etch this into the wall. And I thought, Where, wh- wh- what was this person thinking? I mean, huh, how could you find that much faith in such a horrible situation? And there's really only one conclusion that this person chose to see the unseen. And you may be here this morning, and maybe that's what God is speaking to all of us, that the faith that he looks for is the ability for us to choose to see the unseen, which really is God. Choose to see God. That's the kind of faith he's looking for. Would you pray with me? Lord, I know there's many of us that we put our faith in you and sometimes we choose not to. Sometimes we go through a season that's difficult, but today we put our faith in you and we Want that kind of mountain moving faith. We want a faith that is accompanied by love, that love is attached to it. And when that's when love is attached to it, then we want to do things for you. That's our faith in action. There's works along with it. Lord, I pray for us this morning, and you may be here that you're saying, I, I've never put my faith in God and I don't understand everything about God, but. This morning, I want to put my faith in him. I'm going to say a prayer, and we can all say this prayer together. And it's giving your heart to God. For some of us, it's a renewal. Could you pray with me this prayer and repeat after me? Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Make me brand new. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he died on the cross. And I believe he rose again to give me eternal life. And so I thank you in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and eyes closed, if you just said that prayer for the very first time and you gave Christ your heart, I would want to pray with you. And could you just lift a hand real boldly? And you're saying, I said yes to Jesus today for the very first time. Good. God sees your hand. God sees your hand. God sees yours back there. God bless you. God bless you. This side. Right here. God bless you. God sees your hand back there. Good. God bless you. You can put your hands down. Lord, I pray for those that said yes to you for the very first time. That as they continue their walk with you, they will grow in their faith with you that they will develop a mountain-moving faith, a faith that they've never had before, that they would love like how you love, and that they would develop this love for people that you have for people. And along with that, we want to do things for you because of your great love for us. And so I pray for all of us, Lord, that we would be the kinds of people that live in such a way that put our faith in you, because that's the kind of faith you're looking for. We trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said, amen. We say amen to that. Would we congratulate those and welcome these that said yes to Jesus this morning.